Hey there, eggs. Welcome to Erico Blueberry. It's an unassuming destiny podcast. My name is Chili Bin. It's me, Maggie. Maggie, Chili Chili Bin doesn't give way to any kind of egg-based pun, I'm afraid. Albumin? Shaggy Bin. Albumin is an egg-related word, but that doesn't work. Uh, Shelly Bin. That might be the best I can do. I said chaggy and then i was like wait that's a metalcore genre i'm pretty certain chegg is that a thing <laughs> i probably i mean gent is a thing but uh, not a genre hey that showed up in my spotify <laughs> top five genres so i think you'll find it is a genre <laughs> not according to periphery mm. it was fun post so like in the Slack that we have at work, a bunch of people are like, yo, drop your Spotify rap stats, post the images, blah, blah, blah. I dropped it in there and someone commented, what is gent? Someone else beat me to it and like accurately described what it actually is and gave them a, you know, truthful explanation. And then I just posted an image of the Periphery 5 Gent is Not a Genre album cover from the Wikipedia page where it says genre gent. Uh, and said the front rows of the genre would would like you to know that they consistently take the piss out of it, uh, and that is that is I think uh, good yeah, in my mind. Uh, Personally, yeah. are we outside the thirty seconds? Excellent. Personally, I'm excited <laughs> for the genre of cum metal oh, to what? start trending next year. Oh, so is, the lead that, singer, that's what, that's what people think. Sleep token falls under the lead singer of uh, Health described themselves bad omens sleep token that energy as cum metal in an uh, yep. interview recently I don't think and you it, it get that approved as a it's, genre it's stuck it's stuck <laughs> just a lot of horny, people horny metal like why does it have to be specifically cum? <laughs> a lot of people are like leaning into it now to the point that they released a shirt <laughs> oh my all right we need to forcefully put this train back Destiny. on the tracks yeah um we've spotify got, wrapped happened yeah we've got a whole season that dropped this week and we're talking about come in the first two <laughs> minutes of this christian <laughs> destiny podcast what are we doing here in this economy yes in, in fr- really in front of my salad yes uh welcome to season of the wish <laughs> uh i didn't make this wish but here we are dealing with the consequences um you made a wish to start a podcast and the uh, Ahamkara monkey paw Fuck. twisted it that you yeah. had to make one with me. Here's like 76 <laughs> episodes of like pretty decent content and then all of a sudden it's going to take a real hard turn into come town. That's a different podcast actually. We can't infringe on their territory. That's that's how Riven manipulated your wish. She was like, oh yeah, you're going to get a podcast but it's going to be with this fucking gremlin. Yeah, Yeah, so actually <laughs> that's worth... So at the end of last season, we kind of were theorizing that this Ahamkara egg will lead directly into this season and that'll give birth to a new Ahamkara. We'll get some wish stuff happening. No, no. It turns out we're bringing back the ghost of Riven. Uh, yeah. And then we'd, and then like they do, they do the thing they've done a few times in like the opening week of a season of going like, we're going to just do the big thing that you expect the whole season to take and it's going to break. Uh, which is us going straight up to the Ghost of Riven saying we would like to place an order for a wish to go to where the witness went through the portal. And Riven just says no, actually. She's straight <laughs> up just goes, I, I refuse. I refuse. And it's so and funny. And that's the biggest fuck you. 
<laughs> was so funny too because like the on-screen like objective thing that pops up is like mission make name wish. Mis- mission name final wish under it objective make the wish uh and wish is capitalized and then you go talk to riven and she's like fuck off actually that's <laughs> so good ah and then it, the conversation goes from there to like oh it turns out there's a bunch of riv like ahamkara eggs all over the ascendant realm and the ley lines um, are involved and she's like go and get all of those and then maybe so they were in her little chamber thing chambers mm. mm-hmm. she initially says they're spread out amongst the corridors like she's hidden them throughout the chambers i guess maybe that's how they lay their eggs or the she lines. knew hey. maybe she knew eventually because a great hunt was happening maybe she did it to protect them um but then you go and from memory you go and f- try to find one and it's not there and she's like hey wait a fucking minute mara where the fuck are my eggs mm. And then that's when you kind of have to go seek them out. And it turns out they're in the Ascendant realm on the ley lines. And- yes. Yeah. So we go get an egg. Uh, it's like, where egg? I kind of enjoyed, like, at least this week's activity because it opens with you basically walking backwards through Last Wish. Like, you do the Queen's Walk backwards and then you get to Riven's Court. Yeah. Well, yeah, the honor guard of the Tekkens, and they show up as blueberries on the radar, which is very funny to me. Uh, and then, yeah, you basically do the whole Queen's Walk backwards, you go through the vault, and you end up back at the, you know, where you fight Riven, uh, and her body is just fucking there, but overgrown with plants and flowers, and I just knocked my desk. Uh, but looking very... I don't know, part of nature again? Yeah, it's really pretty. It actually made me kind of emotional. I teared up a little bit when I saw it because it's so pretty. Yeah, I got like weirdly affected by just going through that environment again without the pressure of trying to do the Queen's Walk and just like... Yeah. Because you're doing it backwards. I'm I'm pretty sure I know where I am, but this feels weird. And then, oh, when you go to escape that once you've like gone up to her, um, then all the taken shit is everywhere. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is how this is uh, meant to look actually. Queen's walk, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's like super pretty. And, and part of me was also when they said, Oh, we need to go get a remnant of like a piece of, I nearly said Cora, <laughs> a piece of ribbon. I was like, as we're heading there, I'm like, what What are they going to do with her body? Like, is it just going to be a skeleton mm. or just her skull or what are they going to do? And it's, yeah, she was all overgrown and covered in flowers and trees and it was really pretty and it yeah. made me tear up a little bit and I don't know why. It's kind of, there's, some, there's something there. I'm not sure what it is, but. I think it's it's the same kind of sadness that you feel when like, large animals die you know what i mean like she's such like oh, a, yeah like this could definitely like kill a, me yeah like it's like a she's such a beast like a large powerful creature mm. and she's just laying there covered in foliage. i don't know it just made me kind of really emotional seeing her there like that yeah and then as if almost to contrast that exact emotion we walk up and rip a tooth out of her <laughs> just one just i'm gonna have that I'm going to take that with me. That's the essence of Riven. Damn disappointment. 
Um, yeah, it's literally just Riven's tooth is is what we yoink yeah. out of her head, and that appears in your inventory. It's like I what can I collect these? That's a big fucking tooth. Yeah, and she's got a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we kind of go and do like the seasonal activity with the and put the tooth in a dish at the end. Um, I am now struggling to remember what the actual seasonal activity is, and I've. I think done it's an it. arena. Yeah, I was too caught um, up in the cutscenes. I think I have forgotten yeah. what I did. <laughs> so you do an arena, which is just basically finding your way through parts of the Dreaming City from memory. Um, or through, is it through the or Dreaming City it's, or like, it's the, like an, the Last Wish it's like Tower a, kind of thing, right? Well, they say it's it's an echo of the Dreaming City. So it's like hmm. it's, it's the way the they talk about the it. The crystalline caves and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The way they talk about it from memory is um, she talks about it being more of an echo of the Dreaming City than the actual hmm. Dreaming City. And Riven talks about, oh, I built these halls from your memories. And oh, and we're like act- activating plates and there's like fucking spike traps and shit everywhere. Yeah. Oh, man, that like it was hard. Hid me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then we go and do some Blind Wells. Yeah. Shout out to Blind Well for still being like kind of fun. Um, yeah, but also and having, hard. But also having no point outside of when they randomly make it part of a seasonal objective. Um, but I, th- I think because it's part of a seasonal obje- objective, I loaded in there like six other people and we just steamrolled it. So we did two of the like two tier three push to heroic and each one of those is 55% of that weekly objective. So it's like, all right, we'll just do two of these and we'll be out. See you later. Yeah, that's what I ended <laughs> so up doing. Good. I joined midway through one and it was already hero like heroic and then the second one we just destroyed, plowed yeah. through. Yeah. My scuffed um it's not mine, but I I took another person's build and then built on it. Uh Child of the Old Gods build seems to be still working. Spreading. It seems to be spreading. Oh, I ran no. into someone else doing it. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> you scrolled that far into a Reddit thread too, I see. You have a very <laughs> specific scrolled, idea. I scrolled really far through a Void Warlock Reddit thread conversation to yeah, find that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of cutscenes interacted with Riven, Ghost Riven, all the fucking tentacle shits coming out, just like milling about. We get about. to hear Riven's true voice, and it, apparently. Yeah, like I feel so like so she says. I feel like we've heard that voice before. When this, she says, mm-hmm. "I'm revealing to you my true voice because I trust you." Or is it just more that so like I, she's not speaking with that voice behind whoever she's possessing? Yeah, it's like it's ew, it's <laughs> bugs. Yeah, it's not um, it's not in a filter or mm. overlapped by. Several other voices. So, yeah. yeah. Tr- trust is an interesting concept back. with a wish dragon who actively yeah. exploits what you ask. I was kind of sussy when she said that. I was like, mm, mm. it's not the point of the wish dragons. What Mm-mm. are you up to? Mm-mm. They feast on the difference between what is desired and what is real. There's no way that that's their real voice. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, I'm super interested in it, though, because 
uh, for me, the the conjuring of her spirit stuff doesn't make sense because apparently, us killing her was released her last wish, the last wish. Well, the, and all this, yeah, the raid is called the last yeah. wish, and that was to curse all the this German city. Other stuff in law, so it doesn't really make sense to bring her back just to do the wish when we have a baby. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they'll explain it later down the track, or it'll be in law books, but it was just one aspect, being someone who really loves Ahamkara law and the Hunt law and Riven law. I was like, this doesn't really make sense law-wise. Well, I, I think it's all tied back to like the pattern being in Savathun's wings and that having been there for so long and then basically going like, well, it has to be Riven because if we were to hatch an Ahamkara now, they wouldn't, that dragon wouldn't know about it. They Surely. wouldn't speak the viral, like the viral language yeah. that Mara created. Yeah, something, yeah, it was something all, all super weird. I was like, something about this seems not quite right. But I know Bungie wouldn't retro, what do you, you call that? Retcon. Retroactively, yeah, retcon. Something big like that. I feel yeah. like there's going to be a little bit of an explanation somewhere as to why they made that choice, whether it's it comes out in a law book or it comes out in the weeks to come or, or Mara or, or reveals. If, or if honestly, just like in the last... I call it month of story. It's just kind of got lost between everything else going on. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, it did. It didn't, it didn't overly strike me as, well, that's not right. It was more just, Oh, you're talking about big concepts that I don't think I have context for yet. Yeah. And that's fine. I can wait. I'm waiting for them to kind of explain it because I feel like I caught on to it. And then when I was watching a couple of other videos about it, a few other law people were like, huh, bit weird. Mm. Um, hopefully there's an explanation because law-wise this doesn't quite make sense. And I was like, ah, so I, I did pick up on something a little bit strange law-wise. Because the mm. last couple of weeks I've been like scrubbing up on my Ahamkara like knowledge and going through like Braytech and Grimoire, like the Grimoire cards online and then watching a whole bunch of lore videos. And then, yeah, just something about bringing her back. I was like, something doesn't seem quite right about I mean, this. I wonder too if like, say, say we did hatch a new Ahamkara and try to use that for the wish. Surely it won't have enough power to do what we need. But I feel like what's more likely is this association with like Savathun and Riven and like Mara there being and Oryx there's and Kro something yeah. in there related to opening this portal back up. And then Mara has the agreement or the bargain and then the wish wall. Mm. So that aspect makes sense to me. Like if they, if, even if they were just like, yeah, Mara decided to go this route and trust Savathun on this one because she's got the wish wall. Yeah. I'd be like, cool. Enough explanation for me. Yeah. It's just something that seemed a little bit funny about it law-wise. And then I saw Mylin mm-hmm. bring, shout out Mylin. Um, he brought up something as well when he was like playing through it. He was like, that's a bit weird. That doesn't seem right. Doesn't add up. And I was like, hmm, I wasn't the only one. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, it's week one of a story related to Riven. That's what I mean. It's related to Riven and deceit in a sense. Like that's how wish dragons operate. Um so I feel like I'm very much ready to just like let this one sit past week one and then see how that's they what I mean. Yeah, like it. I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out in law or future cutscenes or yeah. 
for no apparent reason, Mara just justifies why she did what, like, her decision to mm. go along with it mm. or to trust Savathun on this one. Like, yeah, they're, they're trying to establish it's not something the, the I'm story like, hook so that you'll be like, okay, I'm going to come back next week. It's not like we're going to give you yeah. literally the explanation for everything. It's not something I'm going to punt a grimoire over. Like, I'm not about to go get my expensive Destiny law books and punt it across the house because they got cover book. They got one tiny bit wrong. Yeah. Like. I'm not about to do that. I'm sure they'll explain it. And even if it's just, ah, oh, it's just because of Mara's bargain. I'd be like, cool. Sure. That's all I need. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming it is anyway. Yeah. Something to do with the wish wall and the bargain. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that makes enough sense. Yeah. It's the safe bet rather than hatching an Ahamkara and hoping to train it in time to go yeah. inside the witness. Yeah, but it feels like... We do you need- got to domesticate those things? Yeah, I don't know. Like, It feels like we need a more immediate solution, which is probably why they're like, use a bunch of magic, let's talk to Riven. Uh, Space bullshit. See, see what we can do. That's a good question. If you raise an Ahamkara by hand from birth, is it like raising a wild animal by hand from birth and you kind of domesticate it? I want to say yes. Right? Like, but then if this is a case of like Ahamkara's natural food is essentially that gap between reality and desire, I don't know if you can train that away, frankly. I don't know if you could be like, here's a yummy steak dinner. It's an equivalent substitute. (laughs) Please just eat this glimmer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is please, it, ether? Please eat this ramen. Cade 6 died. There's no one around to eat it. There's so much fucking ramen. You put them on a Screeb diet? Please eat this, ether. Oh, I thought you were going to say they eat the Screeb and they just blow up. <laughs> Drink my hot Kool-Aid. Yeah. But yeah. It's. I'm excited. As an Ahamkara, like, fiend, and I think they're one of the coolest aspects of Destiny lore. Fucking keen. Yeah, I, th- I think the primary uh, emotion I'm feeling is intrigued. I'm very curious to see where they go with this. Because, like, f- f- it feels obvious to me that, like, we are going to make a wish that lets us get into the portal. But the the question now in my mind is... What is the cost? What is the sacrifice we are going to have to pay in order for this to happen? Because it's not going to be clean. We're going to have to give something up here. I'm also wondering how Riven's going to twist it. Well, that, that's what I mean, right? Like <laughs> The monkey paw is Cade's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Like, that, like that to me now feels clearly part of a wish is bringing Cade back. Because he definitely fucking died. So it's a case of like, okay, so Kate is coming back and we're getting through the portal. What are we paying for that? Mm-hmm. All I mean, guns are swords. <laughs> paracausal nature of the bullshit. Yeah. Um, we're only the first week too, yeah. and there's already uh, seeds being planted that Osiris is lining up the veil as a contingency mm. plan with Mara. Yeah, there's some weird so, stuff happening there. <clears throat> the Riven thing might not even be the payoff. Yeah. We might end up having to use the veil containment because Riven fucks us over. Yeah. And gets so, her kids back. And then 
gets her kids back and then uh oh we're being fucking haunted by ahamkara again because there's 13 of them like yes. yes so tying into veil containment there is a new veil containment law entry this week that you can go to neomuna load into that and listen to um it's essentially i didn't put this in the notes i've got some screenshots saved of the dialogue but it's essentially sorry i was talking about one of the research logs from Chioma Essi talking about ghosts. Uh, and, it, and the opening line on it made it sound like this might be the last one of these we get. Because um, he's saying, like, I basically, you know, I've, this is the extent of my research, so I don't know if we'll get many more of these. Um, but it's essentially saying that, like, we always thought ghosts were an extension of the light, but then how was the witness able to communicate through them? So maybe they're actually sort of straddling the boundary. Um, but it kind of resolves with Osara saying, the witness, since it went through the portal, has not contacted us through the ghost uh, and saying that we are now basically out of reach so that whatever we're planning now, the witness has no idea about. Uh, and... So th there's kind of two sides to that. One is we can plan in secret and work out how to take down the witness, but we we get one shot, right? Is we have no response, no way of testing theories. It's just like we're going to put everything into this, and that's it. Um, and that's that's kind of it, I think. I don't think there was uh, much else to it. Um, yeah, basically saying that like that connection. Uh, he believes it's not one-sided. We may be able to actually, like, using the ghost, kind of leverage it or, or like, work with the ghost uh, to to leverage that connection and kind of push it back the other way uh, and get See what he's witness. up to. Yeah, but... Stop fucking with him. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like we're not able to get over the portal. Like, we can't bridge that connection through the portal. We would have to get through it and then maybe... Maybe there we can start fucking with him. Something like that. Um, it's all pretty. Sending him threats through voicemail. Yeah, it's all pretty uh, vague, but it's not like definitive about any of this. It's like, I don't know, man. It seems like this is the case. Um, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's, all, it's all little threads, little threads to pull on. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like a – is it Splicer where they they put a lot of balls in the air mm. at, at the beginning and then eventually you slowly got to see those get knocked down? Yeah. There's a lot of spinning plates and eventually, you know, the plates started to fall and we had a whole bunch of like, oh, holy shit moments yes. in that season. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're doing the same thing where they're, they're lining us up for a few pretty big – uh, beats throughout the next few months. Yeah, like I don't think any of them will be like, you know, the equivalent of a cliffhanger season end a moment of like, holy shit, massive reveal, but it'll be like still a bit of meat on it of every couple of weeks. Maybe we'll get like some big tangible kind of development, especially because we're, we're leading towards the ending of the lightness and the light and darkness saga and it's a 10 year blah, 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 whatever. It's momentous, right? Like you can't just jump to that. You gotta work your way up to it. 
And they've already got a lot of plates spinning Mm. from previous seasons, so I wouldn't be surprised if they start wrapping up threads from other characters, other seasons. other. just listen to us trying to, like, figure out any of this. It's like, what about this? What about that? It's like six to seven different things we're like, oh, yeah, this is still unresolved. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing, you know, like you look at some of the stuff that they they brought back in Witch Queen, it was like, fuck, that was something from like year two of Destiny and everyone forgot about it, but they never put it down. (laughs) They just like Mm. kept kicking it along in the background. Maybe it's lore entries, maybe it's like strike dialogue, maybe it's something real, real quiet, but it's always there. Real fucking random raid line and you're like, Uh, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, So it's... um, interesting to see where this goes um i'm excited yeah 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 um what else we have this week we had uh some updates from joe blackburn uh game director i believe he just he just kind of did a thing he's been doing recently of sitting down in front of the camera and just like straight eyes down the camera just talking Probably like seven minutes of him just going like, here's an update on where things are at and delays and crucible and just kind of like running down big ticket items of like, here's the things I'm pretty sure you want to hear about as a community. And like, I really value and respect him for doing this. Like they're hard statements for him to just say so plainly. It's, Kind of, ins- to me, um, and someone put it like this the other day, and I didn't really actually think too deeply on it. The wild thing about what Joe is doing is he has taken his community staff out of the firing line and put himself. Because mm. now he's being threatened and doxxed. Yeah. And it's like, and I've seen it on Twitter in response to his video. I've seen people doxing him and threatening him, and he's got a fucking family. Mm-hmm. And people are like, duh docs or like sending threats or like you know and it's it's kind of it's it's a testament to him to like keep, take his employees kind of out of the and put but himself but in the firing to, line to keep doing this too yeah and i saw some of the most horrendous shit said about his appearance like mm. fucking hell but at that point like i admire what, him for doing that at, at that point like if you go to those links like what do you want like what do you want him to say what do you expect yeah. Come on. I just, there's always that those people who reply to every single Bungie tweet and it's like, unfollow. It's like, okay, actually unfollow. Stop replying. Go do something else. Hey, guess what, dickhead? Engagement means this shit keeps coming up in your feed, you ding dong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I admire him for putting himself in the line and chatting about sticky, especially PvP. PvP is a sticky subject for the community yeah. it's the most hostile subject but it's also like in terms of online competitive shooter context it's some of the goofiest shit you will ever see like stop taking it so fucking seriously it is space magic with guns like come on my guy you're a bunch of dorks floating around in space like grow up yeah you if you want to get sweaty go play call of duty or fucking csgo too yeah like whatever like no one is doing destiny esports fuck off they tried <laughs> yeah they couldn't even make halo work and that's 
that's pretty close. But yeah, he, you know, he, he mentions new maps coming. He mentions them messing around with modes and kind of rotating stuff through, um, bringing some stuff over from the labs experiments they'll be doing, which is like interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's anytime I hear them talk about PVP and see that response, I'm like, what do you people want? Like, it's very clear they're not going to give it to you, whatever it is. Like, it's been years now. Adjust your also, expectations or fuck off. But also, like, new maps. And Joe's like, hey, we're working on new maps. We're working on fucking, what was it, six new maps or something? Like, three, yeah. something like that. Like, new maps are coming. We're just tweaking them because it's not as simple as just dumping a map in a game and being like, okay. Um, yeah. You know, there's near moon. He said there's near moon maps coming. There's like a few maps that he actually really enjoys. He said like some of them that are javelin sized. Like yeah, he went into detail and yeah. people were still angry. I, and it's like the maps are coming. The maps are coming. I wonder if this is like the kind of people that will jump ship from competitive shooter to competitive shooter every six months, and they're used to that cadence of maps coming out really rapidly. And when this is the game that they play the most and it's not happening that fast, they're like, well, where is it? How hard can it be? It's like, it's actually really fucking hard to balance a multiplayer map. Like you can't just throw down some geometry, put some shade, like some light, some lighting in there and whatever. And just like, oh yeah, that's fine. Go in there and be competitive. Like it's not, no. All of Judy shits out maps and the last handful have sucked. Also, I just want to raise a point. CSGO did not have new maps for the longest fucking time. And, and again, it's a goofy space magic game. Like CSGO, Call of Duty, all that shit. You're running around on the ground and shooting guns at people. Yeah, sure, there's abilities that put UAVs in the sky, whatever. This is a game where you can be airborne most of the time if you build that way. Or you can be invisible. And they have to balance for all of those those scenarios, right? And six, like 3v3, 6v6, they've got to figure that shit out for all of them. Come on. If you want to get frustrated, go play Counter-Strike and play Dust 2, Nuke, Mirage, and Inferno over and over and over and over again for 10 years. No, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> it's just so nothing burger. Yeah. It's a game. The whole thing's nothing burger. Yeah. Grow up. Why you have to be mad is only game. Mm. Grow up, frankly. Um... Yeah, and then you just kind of outline some stuff around, like obviously the delay with final slate, final slate, final shape through to July, June, July, whatever it is. Uh, and okay. just, he, he mentions some bits and pieces about like what they're doing to fill that time. There's some talk about Guardian Games getting a bit of work and a bit of love. Um, and moving it up too. They're yeah. Move it up. And, then, and he also kind of like hinted at some stuff and said like, you know, there is stuff coming to fill the gap. So that's, you know, there's something to do, but also just like, we're not ready to talk about it yet. We're going to talk about it later. Uh, and you know what? Fair enough. Like, it's a good, what, four months out of nowhere they have to generate content for, um, which, you know, I had this thought and I've seen a couple of critics kind of latch onto this. Like, sure, you can lay off a bunch of people and delay your game six months, but what are you filling that time with? That is now extra work. Like, that is still a question I have of, like, how feasible is that? Uh, what are we actually going to get? Um, and I think, you know, there's healthy criticism to have. Um, but they've, they've got these seasonal events. They've got things they can, they can pull in. They've got, 
they've done this before. They've extended seasons before. And it wasn't always great. Like, arrivals went super long. Um, there was another one too. I'm forgetting which one it was. But it's not the first time we've gone through this. And, like, happened for us during lockdown one time. We're like, cool, we're just going to go deep on Minecraft for, like, a month and just fuck around doing other stuff. <laughs> like, it's fine. There's other games. <laughs> like, <laughs> go play something else. Yeah. There's so many games out at the moment that you could just play. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually silly. Um, so, yeah, like like the whether you want to watch Joe Blackburn talk to a camera or you want to read the, like, more polished post on the, the Final Shape release update, like, they're basically the same content. There's a little bit more, like, crunchy details in Joe's video, I think, than made it into the Final Shape post. Uh, but they're both. They're both. Yeah. They both have value. If, I'm interested to see it. what um, the into the light thing in April May they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that that that's what it was. That's what it seems called. interesting. It's like it seems like it's going to be like a recap. Like we're going to probably play. I reckon we're going to play through probably a bunch of old key missions. Well, we've just had that with the timeline missions, right? Like I. Yeah, I wonder if that's. Yeah it's going to be something like that or they're going to revitalize a bunch of stuff well, I, for I us to run through again. I or on YouTube the other day and one of the recommendations I got was from Death, the Destiny 2 account and it was like Light and Dark Saga recap and it's like an hour long and it seems like they've just stitched together cutscenes. Um, so that, that feels like it's probably what that is if you're calling it Into the Light and Joe mentioned that and I think did say something about like we want it to be valuable to returning but also new players um, so people are coming in fresh for the ending of a 10-year story. It's a wild choice, but they do think about that. It's clear. They want that to be a healthy onboarding experience. They want those people to have an enjoyable time and actually feel like they're going in with at least enough knowledge to play the expansion, I guess. Yeah. So, hey, um, yeah. Speaking of new players, I'm just going to put it out there. Controversial hot take. Shut the fuck up about the starter pack. Oh, I haven't even... They've already recalled it. It's not going to be a thing anymore. But to begin with, it wasn't a thing. It was just the Destiny community blowing something up again. I saw it in so like essentially, the Steam DLC listing. I was like, I yeah. didn't even look at what it was. Essentially, it's a non-mandatory starter pack that new players can purchase to get a bunch of exotics, glimmer, bright dust. Oh, like and like one of the exotics weapons? was, yeah. yeah. And one of the exotics was outbreak. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of hard to get that if was, you're a new player. But like that was that was it. Right. It's not mandatory. It's not required to get into the game. So hang on, let me guess. You've got a bunch of people with three to five thousand hours plus logged in the game, complaining about an optional. What was it like? $10, $15 purchase to get a bunch of cosmetics and, and exotics that they already uh, have. And this is this is why new players don't want to play this game. It's why they don't want to join their game because they're money hungry and greedy and ooh, ooh, ooh. it's like the Pokemon biscuit thing. You don't have to buy it. You don't, yeah. It's silly. I will yeah, admit it's I, silly. Because I, I did see it, but I didn't click on it. Because I was like, it's silly. Well, it's called I don't starter know what pack. They... I was like, it's clearly not yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. I don't really know what they were thinking when they rolled it out. Because it's one of those kind of, it's optional. But like, it 
It didn't deserve the Not reaction it got, is what it sounds blown like. Blown up so hard. And it, it's one of those it's one of those things where like I didn't want to post about it, but it's mm. like okay, so you complain about them making all these people redundant. Now redundancies usually come from money saving or trying to reduce cost. Most of the time that's what redundancies are born of is you don't just make a whole bunch of people redundant for shits and giggles. There is a driver behind that. In a lot of ways it's usually illegal to do that for shits and giggles. There's usually a driver behind that and most of the time the driver is financial. Mm. Whether that's operations costs or profit loss. But then when they put out these optional purchasable cosmetics, people crack the shits. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're making a one-time purchase on an expansion, a hundred bucks. Let's say you get the expansion and the, the pass. Mm-hmm. What's that? 120, hundred bucks in Australia, 120 bucks. Yeah. It's usually like 120, I think. That is the, the only money I have spent on destiny in two years is expansions. A lot of people are like that. Mm. So where's this profit coming from? Yeah. To keep these people employed. Well, here's the thing. Like, if you're going to get mad about things like the starter pack, why are you not constantly outraged at the Eververse store, which is the same shit? And that's how every MMO functions. They don't charge, uh, they don't necessarily charge a subscription fee to play the game, but they will rely on people who do spend money on cosmetics to do that. But then... I go on these fuckers' pages and they have clips or pictures and they're in purchasable cosmetics for trials, let's say, or they're in a full Warlock purchasable cosmetic set. Like the ones you can only get for silver. Yeah. Right. Like the Halloween ones, for example. Or like the trials oh, the, the ones that you can only ones, put. The Halloween ones you can get for bright dust at the same time, usually. It's like the purchasable sets, right? Yeah, right. Especially the trials ones where you can only really buy those trials ornaments. I thought you had like, to earn them through playing trials. It's just trials like specific like that. It's it's just like you are you have cosmetics on. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's my point. Like, you don't get to be mad at this and then continue to engage with the Eververse store. Like, if you're yeah. also buying cosmetics, you're doing the same fucking thing, man. Like, <laughs> but also, it's like, like it's, it's not just cosmetics. Like, from what you've said, you're getting Outbreak Perfected, which, if you are a new player, requires a lot of time and investment to be able to buy that from the the um, kiosk or whatever it is. Yeah. The vault or whatever they called it. Yeah. Traveler's Chosen, Ruinous Effigy, Sleeper Simulate, Exotic Ship, Exotic Sparrow, Exotic Ghost Shell, $125,000 Glimmer, 50 Enhancement Cores, 5 Enhancement Prisons, and an Ascendant Shard for yeah. 15 USD. Okay. that for the So, like, here's the thing. Cosmetics that are... Well, sorry. Uh, like, you know, microtransactions, in-app purchases that are not just cosmetic... Those are there. Those are a time save. You're paying for time saved at that point. Like for you to go and get all those resources, all those guns, whatever, 
that will take you a lot of time as a new player because you need to get to a certain level to be able to do the things that will earn you the resources to buy them in the first place with the in-game currency. Uh, that's such a shitty reaction to a thing that is completely optional. Um, again, I say, grow up. <laughs> it's entirely optional. And if a new starter plays some Destiny and decides they want that, it's their money. Yeah, just like the, it's l- not the, your- level, the level boost, you can get that shit with silver. You want to bring your characters up to level, like, go off. You want to do that, you're comfortable spending your money, go crazy. If if they want to spend their money on that and you're a veteran player and you turn around and go, yeah, you just got ripped off, that you don't get to decide the value. Yeah, the value is determined by them. It's their money. Like, that's rel- rel- uh, relative to their lifestyle, not yours. Yeah. And people are like, oh, the materials are really stingy. And it's like, okay, but you shit out Glimmer constantly. Glimmer's the least important of that entire kit, but I see people complain about it and they're Mm. like, oh, but the Glimmer and the enhancement cores and stuff. I'm like, you can actually like shit that out pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm constantly maxed out and I'm a dog shit player. So like, yeah, it's just one of those things I saw where I was like, guys, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. We're just looking for reasons to be pissed off at Bungie at this point. Yeah. Like it's, it's a weird thing to do straight after what happened. Like it is strange and in poor taste in terms of timing Mm. to Mm. smash another micro trans transaction into the store and be like, Hey, new players. That's, that's all a very strange, but it also did not deserve the amount of backlash it got. It is. Yeah. And and this was kind of really not that deep kind of, related to my point last ep about the lightfall criticism that was largely coming from content creators with big platforms and big voices, which then led the community to jump on that bandwagon and a negative bandwagon. It was like if they had delivered more measured criticism or like just fucking waited a week before mouthing off, like maybe it wouldn't have like, soured the community as much i'm not saying that the criticism wasn't without merit but it turned so negative so quickly and where has that come from if not people who don't know how to shut up on the internet like back then i think Myelin was the only one who actually sat down and offered measured criticism and like feedback. Yeah. It just wasn't like, oh, this sucks, bad storytelling. Yeah. He was like, hey, yeah. so like, like this I- was a little bit funnily paced and Rohan's death felt a little bit empty. Like, yeah. And like, fair points. I agree with a lot of those. But just because the YouTube algorithm wants you to be putting out a video a certain amount of times a week or whatever doesn't mean that you should cut corners in that regard. Like, especially when you've got such a platform, like just think about, and I'm, I'm not just talking about one creator here. Like it's, it's, it's like an overall it's a, social responsibility there, there in my mind, there's a group of, I would say five to 10 that this, this covers, right. Of like, imagine your biggest name creator. They're probably guilty of this at some point of just like, mouthing off 24 hours or less after something has happened that they don't like and they haven't taken the time to like let it settle and kind of get a wider perspective and maybe think about what their words mean given how many people fucking listen to them or even just sit with their thoughts and like let it gestate and let it 
break it down and unpack it before you present it. Like, And think about who is on the receiving end of that thing you just said. Like there are people at the studio that put a lot of work into this and are probably sitting there thinking, man, you are missing the fucking point here, but cannot say anything. And you just get to get away with saying that shitty thing. And then fucking devs are receiving death threats. Like, homie, yeah, I just cool. I just created the UI. Yeah. I and had that, nothing that to do with like, storytelling. In the, in the extreme case, that is what that leads to, is you, you might think it's all innocent and you're just being critical of this game and this studio, but, like, when you do it in a certain way, it does explicitly lead to these behaviours within the community. And you can say, well, that's not my community or you like, but it is people that watch your fucking videos, my guy. And they yeah. say the same things you're saying. And that that's not to say we're not sitting here saying you can't criticize Bungie. Mm. We do all the time. Yeah. Even in this podcast, it's making sure that your criticism is constructive. Yeah. And it's measured and it's like logical. Because some of y'all get so angry and offer quote-unquote criticism and it's just 17 tweets of unhinged rambling. Yeah. Like, that's that's not what we're talking about. Like, by all means, take time and make measured, logical, meaningful criticism and feedback. Don't just get angry because the season wasn't what you personally wanted it to be. Yeah. Because you built it up in your fucking head. Or, eight or, weeks. or someone on YouTube led you to believe it would be a certain thing and then it wasn't. It's like, well, maybe think about what you're watching, what they're saying a little bit more critically. Like, come on. It's, yeah. I was I, just so, like, it's it's disappointed but not surprised when I saw everyone kicking a stink over a $15 cosmetic pack and I was just like, no, well, not, the timing. not even cosmetic. Like, there are game-relevant yeah. pieces in there. But, like, I get the timing is fucky. Yeah, I get sure. it's a little bit in poor taste, but like, why are you chasing down devs on Twitter to fucking tear them up about it? Yeah, that's scumbag like I saw, behavior. I saw, I saw devs be like, "Ah, this season I worked on is out, and I'm so excited, and I'm so happy to see all these reactions." And someone's in the fucking replies like, "Do it, start a pack, boot," and she's a fucking terrain dev, and she's excited because yeah. she worked, she worked in the dreaming city and she was excited for everyone to see the maze she designed. Yeah. Or she's like, yeah, I helped design uh ghost driven and I'm really excited to see people's responses to it. And they're like, yeah, but that starter pack though, she didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do that. The UI director didn't do that. Just, the it fucking just feels like these people must be just voice like, actors. Didn't do that. They're just sitting on Twitter, like, like searching destiny to like essentially name searching and just going like, Oh, did you tweet about it? Do you work there? Fuck. I'm going to have you about this then. It's because they create these nasty little echo chambers for themselves where they engage in content that makes them angry. So the algorithm feeds them more content mm. that makes them angry. And then eventually it all just trickles through. And because they all follow each other and retweet each other, what happens is, is their mate is on this voice actor's ass about this starter pack. So then they also join in because they can see their mate on the tweet. The tweet has now come up in their feed. I'm not calling it a Zeet or an X, it's Twitter. Yeah. And that's what happens. It it barrel rolls. And it's like I see it happen where I get engaged, let's say, in 
music industry discussion or a band discussion. And then that's all I see for two weeks mm. is anything to do with the band I've been talking about or like replying to tweets, not even getting into fights, just being like excited to see them live or thanking them for a show I just went to. And then all I'm seeing is strangers tweets about this band and seeing them live as well. And that's just how the algorithm is. So they engage with this content that makes them angry and Twitter goes, oh, this keeps you on the site. I'm going to give you more of it. Yeah, let me shovel more of that into your gaping more. So they build themselves a little echo chamber of anger. It's really interesting, yeah. but also just like log off. Yeah. What did Tyler, the creator, say? Hey, here's a PSA. If log any, off. If any of that sounds relevant to your experience as a user and of Destiny. You feel personally attacked. If that, yeah, relevant to you, Destiny, Twitter. If that sounds like you in any way, grow up, log off, take a moment, go outside, touch grass, etc. Um, Some vitamin D. Stand in the sun. To to put it bluntly, fuck off. <laughs> like, drink water. Do, Go drink some water. Do anything crusty else lip with your time. Crusty ass. God, it's like start my, a skincare routine. My, my dream and my nightmare <laughs> that someone who fits that bill is watching the show because, like, one, not the kind of person I think we want as part of like an audience for what we do, and two. Man, it'd be really funny just to tell them to their face to fuck off, like direct down the camera, like not you out, go. <laughs> the other side of the coin is, is like, yeah, we don't like being negative because that's just who we are as people. We don't like being negative. Um, part of me is also like, hey, if you saw this rant and you were like, huh, that's kind of me. And it helped you come to a realization. Hi, welcome. Yes. You're self-aware enough to be like, actually, this yeah, is the trap I've put myself in. That's the kind of people that we value. The people that are self-aware enough to go like, oh, yeah, I was a bit shit. Actually, I can be better now. I used to love Destiny and now I fucking hate it and I don't know why. Could be company. Be Could that. be the company yeah. you keep. Yeah, you, you want to like find a better fire team that might solve your problems. Stop Just clean out your Twitter. Heads. Yeah. That's what I did. Mm. Because when I first super got into Destiny, I went and followed all the big creators and all the devs and did everything I could so that yeah. I could be immersed in the content. And then I realized very quickly how negative that became. Yeah. And I ended up just having to unfollow a bunch of raid races, a bunch of content creators because they were stirring up this negative engagement because it's engagement at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and I feel a lot better now. I follow a lot of really positive, cool people in the Destiny community. I like uplifting queer and non-binary and trans and also minority group voices in the Destiny community because um, I feel like a lot of the time they have actually valuable input. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Destiny artists. Oh, my God. Follow Destiny artists. It's so delightful to scroll through your feed and just see really beautiful Guardian art or... In my case today, it's just all been Riven art. And it's all gorgeous. Mm. Has anyone done Riven so pretty axolotl yet? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to look it up. I feel like that's some artist's natural inclination is to shrink her down and make her a little axolotl, yeah. a little beep beep. Follow a bunch of Destiny artists. I follow whenever they showcase an artist in the twid, I follow them actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did a last similar, week's similar thing at one point of like, I'm gonna follow all these creators, watch a bunch of YouTube shit, and then there was just like, 
I think with like each mate, like each of the larger sort of creators I I kind of followed early on, I reached this point where more and more often I would find myself frustrated by the tone that they would take, and I would just like unsubscribe. I'm gonna stop watching. Like I'm so cutthroat with shit like that now. It's like this just doesn't feel worth my time anymore. It's not what I'm trying to get out of this content or the game or like you know i'm here because i want to understand the world and the law more i'm not here because i want to hear you outside of that context like shit on a bunch of people who are trying to make a video game like that's, yeah. is that so hard just stop yeah i want more australian content creators yeah. you're an australian content creator and you find this let me know i would love I want more local Destiny content No, creators. what I want is essentially like a Destiny lore recap series from like the most bogan person you've ever met. Like Outback, Outback Guardians do the history of the Light and Darkness saga. Me with my shitty manic goblin retellings of Destiny lore trying to explain it to a bogan. Yes. Something, there's something <laughs> there. Yeah. Between the accents, shortening everything, giving everything nicknames, uh, using a lot of swear words. That's what we do. There's something there, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to have a good week, and then the community was like me over a nothing burger, I say, and I was like, like "Stop!" You know, me, hey, you know, what, you know what's really good for that? The thing I did: stop looking at Twitter. <laughs> Makes all that shit go away real quick. The issue is, I have so many content creators yeah, on there I enjoy, I I but the like, way the the, the way the fucking new algorithm works is, it just feeds you anything to do with what you engage with. Yeah, I, I, I fully appreciate why a lot of people are still on there. I, I have no issues with that. Um, I found it easier for myself to just detach and use other platforms to follow things I'm invested in. And that's kind of working for me right now. It's not perfect, but uh, it does make me feel a lot better about Destiny. I'll say that much because I'm not yeah. just having bullshit shoved in my face of people being mad about it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a mess. But for a bit of fun to close this one out uh for the longest time i don't know where it came from whenever iron banner would roll around uh we would uh, we we at least in, in in our fire team would refer to it as iron banana every now and then uh and apparently there's enough people doing that that they saw fit to create an emblem uh which I need to, well, actually, I love there was a whole tweet, and I'm just going to read the tweet verbatim. First line, bring your whole bunch, full stop, banana emoji. A plus, great opener. Uh, Lord Saladin offers a new way to express your support for the capital I, capital B, Iron Banana. Add the tributary emblem to your collection when Iron Banner returns on December 5th, 2023. Uh, what I'm seeing in this image is... Something that looks like, so the emblem logo itself looks like a sticker you would find on a banana, for one thing, in the supermarket. Yeah. Uh, and then it looks like wolves and bananas it's in like, the banner part of the emblem. 
But the banana logo is a wolf with like because it's it looks like a, a lot of around it, yeah. A lot of imagery in Iron Banner has to do with wolves and stags. Or, or there's like Felwinter's tree. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's got like the tree and then it's got bananas around the outside of the wolf. And then, yeah, the banner art is wolves <laughs> running past a bunch, but, yeah, of just bananas? bunch of bananas. <laughs> Wol- wolves guarding bananas? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to earn, I'm going to go so hard into Iron Banner. I need to earn this emblem and then I'm almost never Same. taking it off. <laughs> it's so good. And then, like, next to the little symbol, it looks like there's, like, a barcode. <laughs> like, what you'd see on a nanny. Oh, yeah. And I then when you that. when you zoom when you zoom in, it looks like a banana skin. Fuck yes. So it's ready. So well designed. I'm so excited for banana. Next week, I believe. Yes. I'm so excited when I see, like, these weird hive mind moments come up in the community well, where they- you think something... You think something's an in joke with your fire team, and then you find out it's like the hive mind oh, of destiny. Weird. Yeah, it's like it's um, like calling the the emblems burger, sandwich, spider, uh, scorpion. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you think you're the one who came up with that cute nickname, and then next minute on Twitter they're like, "Hey, so what do you call this?" And it's like burger, 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 burger. And you're like, yeah, oh, okay. like "Oh, actually, it went through Twitter and like raid secrets and like all of these different venues, and eventually it kind of just like." subconsciously coalesced into the same answer. Um, but they also are putting out f- an emblem for like they did with like laser tag weekend, like when weapon crafting was super busted, anyone who was active in the game during that time, they're issuing an emblem that's related to that bug essentially. So that's kind of fun. That's a little, I love shit like that. less of a hive mind moment and more just them going like, yeah, we were all there for this. It was cooked. Yeah, we fucked it up. Yeah, you had, it was funny. You had shotgun rocket launches. Let's remember that. It was funny. We made some fucked combinations mm. that weekend and then just went into Crucible. Yeah, I was I was either away or just not playing a super lot of Destiny at the time. So I didn't personally engage with it, but I heard and I heard a lot of stories, watched a lot of videos, very funny stuff. And you can still find like I know Datto in particular went and got like a compilation of some really fucked videos from Weapon Crafting Week and put them all together. So like that's at least worth finding. Um, there's a ton well, of videos done, out there. In terms of oops, we broke something and we're just gonna let it ride out. Letting people ride sparrows in the Neomuna uh, PvP map now. That's not just permanently. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like, yeah, we fucked it, but people love it, so we're gonna leave it. Yeah, it was like I love that shit. It was also like twelve person raids, six person strikes, like <laughs> twelve man DSC was unhinged. <laughs> well, that was also like we had twelve people we knew in a voice call. That wasn't just like random LFG <laughs> shit. That was us with people we knew, and it was unhinged. <laughs> Friday night, late at night. But that that, that that was another one of those, like, like laser tag, like weapon crafting. It was like they could have probably fixed it or taken that part of the game offline, but they were like, it's easier and just fun if we let it go. It's for funny. Yeah. It's also really funny when that stuff happens and then you see devs and Joe posting clips of them doing also dragging yeah. in. God, that tw- 12-man DSC was so good. I'm only just remembering it. I'm like picturing different parts of it now. <laughs> I'm certain someone recorded it. I think someone recorded it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good time. It's a good time. Um, 
And then unless game is broken situations, we've got this weekend a new dungeon dropping. Yes. Uh, it's like Warlord's Ruin or it's Warlord's something. I might have that right. I'm not sure. That's dropping this weekend. Uh, I think maybe I'm doing it Saturday morning, scheduling TBC. Uh, but very excited for that. I haven't seen, obviously we've seen nothing, heard nothing about like what the setting of this one is. Um, the last dungeon we got was the underwater one. So Ghosts of the deep. So if we think about what this season is, we're in La we're in Dreaming City, Last Wish, Riven Territory, Warlord's Ruin. Uh I got nothing. I got no idea what that what that maps to, what that could be in reference to. It's usually tied into the season in some way. It Warlord's Ruin. Could is, it is tie it, somehow am I, into am the I hunt? Remembering that right, I'm gonna just Google the phrase Warlord's Ruin, and we're gonna see. Ah, oh, Destiny Two, Warlord's Ruin. Cool. Blue. <laughs> Fuck a website. Loot table and release date. How do you have a loot table? You're crazy. Data mining. Yeah. Let's ignore that. Um. So yeah, Warlord's Ruin. So, who who in the Destiny universe is often referred to as a warlord? Saladin? Saladin. Shaxx to a degree. And Shaxx's story mm. ties in pretty heavily into the Ahamkara because he was a big part of the Great Hunt. Yeah. Saladin has now gone off to join Kaitel. Warlord Saladin is now Brachus. Is he still Saladin? Brachus yeah. Forge. No, it's Brachus Forge, right? Something like that. Tobias Ford. So many fucking proper nouns, I can't keep them all straight. But couple so yeah, I I'm thinking it's either Saladin or Shax. I can't think who else is often a warlord in in these contexts. Who is most likely to come to ruin out of the two? That's a hard question. I'm the only reason I'm leaning heavily towards Shax is because Shax ties in pretty heavily to the Great Hunt. Mm. He he has I a huge like pivotal he has a huge pivotal story moment where after he kills an Ahamkara, he sits with it mm. and then it explodes. But the way that is it Ikora or Eris tell the story? They swear they saw the dragon's eyes light up before it exploded. So we don't know if Shax made a wish, Shax, mm. even accidentally, because remember the Ahamkara can grant wishes you don't intentionally make. That sounds You know what I mean? They, they dance. Yeah. They dance in that gray area. Uh -huh. And then he's got that Ahamkara hanging above his spot in the mm. tower he's got the ahamkara skull yeah and ahamkara don't need to be whole to be able to keep watching you know what i mean uh-huh just the same as they don't need to be whole for us to try and get a wish uh -huh. from them it would be interesting to have some some meaty meaty story content out of shacks like saladin's been and around, that's it but... he he hasn't he has not been given his moment mm. Osiris has. Eris just got Zavala has. Eris got hers. Ikora got hers. Um, Saint got his. It seems like everyone Drifter's got his yeah, last season. It's time for Shax to get his, if you know what I'm saying. It seems like Shax doesn't have his big 
story moment right now. Well, at least not in a while. Mara's had hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Petra's had hers. Uh, Crow's had his. I think it all sounds pretty plausible. I don't want to say, yeah, that's probably it, but I like it. Shax was formerly a warlord. Yeah. I just had to triple check. My memory wasn't fucking with me. Yes, Shax was formerly a warlord. Yeah, yeah, Shax, Seagoth, Reince, Reich, Redman, so, Benyo, Kandak, Jackson, thinking a little Bellwinter. F- thinking further ahead, Warlord's Ruin, talking about the, the 15th wish, what is the cost of that wish? Shax is brought to ruin in some way. Is this a long tail part of the cost of us getting this wish granted? We'll find out this weekend, is all yeah. I can say. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I did so the was Warlord, and he stepped down to run Yeah. Hmm. Interesting times afoot. So, 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 yeah, like what his like his ruin would be getting fired from his job on war like Kaiatul's war council like what come on death by schnoo schnoo <laughs> oh my god no, I don't want to see that cutscene I thought about it I don't rule thirty four still don't want to see it doesn't mean like it can exist I don't want to see it yeah I. Shax is so heavily ingrained in the Ahamkara lore, just even passively mm. through having an Ahamkara skull above him at all times. And knowing that the Ahamkara can use their remains to continue to fuck people up through their wishes. Yeah. And only the strongest willed can stand up to an Ahamkara, which means at some point he was very strong willed. To kill an Ahamkara. He seems like he could have been. And then potentially have a wish granted. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna place my bets on Shax. And we'll report back next week. Uh once I've hopefully seen it. Uh we'll find out more this weekend. Uh we'll get through get through it, hopefully. Uh and know which warlord comes to ruin. Whatever that means. Maybe they just get pantsed in front of a crowd. Maybe it's not Warlord's Ruin as an award lord is being ruined. Maybe it's just ruins. Oh, so just die? No, I mean like decrepit houses and shit. Oh. Maybe we're just going back to an old site. Or it's or it's like MTV Cribs, but all the houses are fucked. This is my crater. It's where I killed Nahamkara once. It exploded. 
some of the Ahamkara made a wish that I might live in squalor for the rest of my days. But it's also just Shaq, so he's like, an Ahamkara crater. Its skull is above me now. Like, <laughs> in that, like, cadence that, that he has. That loud positivity, yes. I'm yeah. for it. Um, sick. I think that's a pretty successful week one of season. Um, shout out to the the Witcher hot tub that is just in the helm now, along with both Shout swords. out to the barrel. What a fucking weird tie-in. Shout out to the bathing barrel. Yeah, she's like, cool, I get that you're doing the armor set. Do we really need a whole hot tub down there? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there, listen to, like, Osiris talk to Marasov, and, like, you're just not going to mention that? Fine. <laughs> Who is using that? <laughs> Mara? Well, uh-huh. look, so we, what, at one point we had a hot tub in the helm where that's where you went to do... Umbral focusing. Umbral focusing. And but we used to it get wasn't in there. technically a hot tub. No, we we made it a hot tub. And so now we have a, a hot tub we can go and moat in and it's more legitimate. So And we have a hot tub and moat too. It's for in us. In the store there's a barrel bath and moat. That hot tub is for us. Is what Thank I'm you, Destiny. Thank you. Based. Uh, cool. We'll see you next <laughs> Based time. Based and barrel pilled, Destiny. <laughs> pilled get hot tubbed homie uh let's get pilled let's get out of here um thank you for tuning in we'll see you next time uh comment like subscribe that's not the order that people usually say that in do it our way we're australian everything's upside down uh we'll see you next time play some destiny don't be a shithead on the internet Mm. maybe that's our sign off play some destiny don't be a shithead on the internet um not the best cadence we'll workshop it but the message is Play still, Destiny, don't be a shit. That's good. Okay. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. Um, Destiny, mm. good, shithead, bad. Choose wisely. Mm. I don't know. Um, go, go collect more egg. 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 There are so many more. We learned there's so many more egg. Somebody touch my egg. <laughs> At least a dozen egg. It's going to make an Oni Plays reference. We have to go get egg for Bart. Please, sir. Egg? No. Egg? May I offer you an egg in these trying times? (laughs) It's an Ahamkara egg. My eggs. All right. (laughs) Stop recording.